Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. There's something I want to talk to you guys about. Public speaking is a necessary evil in today's business world. Not everyone is at ease in front of a large or even small audience on stage, in video Zoom calls, or even lives or podcasts like this one. What else can you do besides picture everyone in the audience naked? Well, Robin Sachs has the answer. Robin is a public speaking coach and author who has worked with small businesses and Fortune 500 companies to teach people techniques to give them the confidence they need to get in front of an audience and share their genius. By naming the negative voice in your head, Robin believes it's easier to start to separate it from the positive and supportive ideas that can get drowned out by self-doubt. So, This is going to be a really interesting discussion today. Robin, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you. Thanks so much for the invite to share. Looking forward to sharing a couple of actionable things for everybody listening. I love it. I love it. So I want to start this out, you know, just to give people an idea of who you are, what makes you amazing. How did you step into this? So it's because as we're looking forward, we don't often see how we got from A to B. But as we look back, it makes perfect sense because we never got from A to B. We actually got from A to B to C to D to E to F, and now we're at G. And so looking back, there were a couple of things that were always common denominators in my life. And the the way that I stepped into what I do now and what I've done for about 16, 17 years now, which is help people have more confidence and less stress when they're speaking, is back when I was in uh, the television news industry. So I spent a, a number of years in television news until I came to my senses and ran screaming from that industry by choice. But toward the end of my tenure in that business, um, I had been on air. And so I was often asked in the area to, to come MC an event or, or something like that or, or introduce a conference. And one of the things that I started doing just because I was from a value standpoint, news was beginning to rub me the wrong way at that point. And I I think I was trying to keep my sanity is I would talk to the audience about, let me tell you some secrets about news and the news industry. And one of the secrets, for example, was don't ever listen to what they say, only listen to what they don't say. And so, for example, the weather forecaster will always tell you there's a 20% chance of rain. He or she will never say there's an 80% chance of sun. The anchor at the desk will always say there's a 10% unemployment rate today. They'll never say today we have 90% employment, right? The idea is we are surrounded 
by what is going wrong or what could go wrong, even if it's that much of the entire story. And so that type of thinking kind of creeps in and takes over. And it's not just when you're watching a newscast, but it actually takes over how you look at and think about everything. And that's why oftentimes it feels as if we're always looking for what's what's going wrong, even though there might be a dozen things going right. Think about a day where 10 things go perfectly fine just as you planned and one thing goes haywire. What's the thing that you focus on and tell everybody about? The one thing that went wrong, we get... We get so stuck on that negativity. It's amazing, right? And so what I started to realize was that every time I talk about that type of stuff, kind of in a humorous bent, but it's the truth, I would have a dozen people come up afterwards and say, I never looked at it that way. That like changes things in my life because you're right. I'm always looking at that side and I'm only giving myself half the story. There's another half of the story I'm not bringing into the mix. And if I brought in the entire story, this side doesn't seem as bad. It's easier to do than, I, than I'm thinking. So as I started to realize that, I thought, whoa, well, that's sort of how my brain works. That's how I think. But we don't always realize that we do things and not everyone does those things that way. And that that could be a value that someone else could maybe use. And so I started thinking about, well what do I do with that? How do I help people think differently? How do I help people and and create a business? How do I monetize helping people think differently? It was totally, it was like, what does that even look like? So long story short, move uh, back to Cleveland because I had been traveling around the country with jobs for a little while. And for a year, I jumped into every possible thing I could get in front of an audience for. So if you could get 10 people in a room, if it was a chamber meeting, if it was whatever, some networking thing, get me in front of people and let me just start talking about this stuff and sharing. And it'll start to tell me what it looks like. Because one, I'll be able to get it out in a way where I can see what resonates with people, what what doesn't, right? It's kind of like, a, you imagine a stand-up comedian. I have a hundred jokes. I'm going to get on stage at a bunch of comedy clubs you know, that nobody's going to be at really. So I can find the 10 that are going to become the biggies in my act. Right. And after about a year of just figuring out what this looks like and paying attention to what people were responding to, I got a phone call one day that said, we want you to come speak at our conference. Somebody we in our organization saw you. What do you charge? We want you to go to Atlanta in a few months. And I was like, I have no idea what I charge. (laughs) Nobody's ever asked me. I called everyone I knew who had ever spoken in front of an audience, ended the business day, sent them a figure right in the middle of everything I had had heard and said, here's my proposal. And he got back. He said, great, we'll make plane reservations. And I thought, wait, what? And that was kind of how I stepped into what I do now. And the, the thing that really created it as a business for me was I had to own my own value. There's something that I just did naturally that I thought everyone did and it wasn't a big deal because we often discount our own value. Even when someone says, you're really good at that, we say, oh, no, not really. Or that's nothing. That's not a big deal. Taking ownership of what you do well and then doing something with it is the first step to to really bringing value to the world. You know what it is, is that it's finally realizing who you really should be serving. 
right? So it's one thing, you know, like to work in a news broadcast environment where you're always out going around, you know, these are professionals, you know, they're seasoned professionals, you know, they've been on and did it. But then when you realize that so many more people need those same skills and now you've been nominated to be the one to help them achieve it. I mean, that has got to be an awesome and amazing responsibility. It is, and it does take some faith to step into those places, not because it's difficult to step into them or not that it's that big a deal. It's that we so often, again, discount our own value. We don't think it's a big deal or we second guess or we question it or we, we self-doubt. And most of the time, it's so much easier when that stuff happens because it's going to happen. It's so much easier to just say, well, never mind, forget about it. It does take a little extra step of faith to be able to go, let me give it a try. Because what if someone does need this, right? What if I put this on social media, not for me today, but because someone might need to hear that today, right? And how often do we stumble upon things and go, I needed to hear that today. Thank you. That's about serving other people. It's not doing things for you. It's going, I can bring my value into the world so that other people can do amazing things. That's the goal. For so long as a speaker, you know, I was thinking I want to be one of those, you know, the, the biggies, right? We could name a whole bunch of them, but the, the biggies that go into the auditoriums and you have, you know, thousands of people and stuff. And then I thought, no, you know what? The more I learned about who I was, I could shoot for that. And maybe I would make it. But what I started realizing was I don't need to be the person who who does the next amazing thing. I want to be the person behind the person who does the next amazing thing. I want to inspire and motivate people and let them see their worth. I want to do that so that multiple people can go out and do amazing things. And that really kind of became my passion at that point. And it's like, oh, it's not about me at all. I have to go put this out there so that people can be the best them that they can be. You know, I love that. It's like being the superhero that's going to single-handedly go and crush imposter syndrome, right? <laughs> yes. You know, you know, just make people really figure out like, hey, you know, and it's not just blowing sunshine away, right? It's not just saying, yeah, you're great. Affirmations, go for it, right? You know, this is really about learning a skill and yeah. learning that is frankly more needed today than at any other time ever, right? Because not only do we have multiple channels that we need to fill, right? You know, just within our, you know, within our own websites and our own, uh, our own personal branding and company branding and things like that, you know, but you also need to inspire. You need to give people a reason to believe because people have way too much choice, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you, you know, you you get cable and you have, 500 channels and all of them have commercials and it's like, you know, and then you have all the streaming services. It's like, you know, there's so much competition for space in which podcast people are going to listen to, you know, which uh, social media feed they're going to, you know, they're going to read. How is all that going to work? There's so much competition that you really do need to learn to be remarkable and memorable in order to pierce through that noise. And I don't care what industry you're in. Right. Mm -hmm. You really do need to, you know, whatever it is you decide to do, be a good one. Right. You know, you really want to put it out there and figure out, okay, what am I good at and how am I going to, how am I going to get people to believe me when I tell them that I'm really passionate about this? Right. I, I love that. And Jeff, you used a word there. I want to grab that and pull that back out again. You used a word and it's memorable. 
And, you know, here's the thing in this, you can put it in all kinds of different contexts to your point, you know, regardless of what you're trying to do or what you're selling or what industry you're in, you know, right there is sort of the difference between, you know, think we, we all have our phones, right? And we scroll and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll. Think about the things that make you stop. There are very few things that actually make you stop scrolling and, and grab your attention for a moment. And it might be because it's something silly or funny, right? If it makes me smile or laugh, we're going to grab it. It could be, you know, again, a celebrity type thing or something or news, something that everyone's talking about. So we stop on it because it's an in the moment thing. But two days from now, nobody's going to remember it because a million other things are going to have happened that caught everyone's attention and everyone's talking about. Oftentimes, it's the thing that you needed to hear today. And you read or see something and you're like, I needed to see that. I needed to hear that, right? Whether it's, you know, how many social media channels are about, you know, good things that happen, right? You see the, the wonderful things in the world or people doing things and taking care of each other. It's a little quote or just a word that hits you kind of. And you're like, yeah, there are very few things that make us stop. And when something makes us stop, it's often memorable. The reason is because it, it triggered something in us. It actually made us feel something. And, you know, that, especially when you attribute that to business, you know, when you can get beyond the product and the service and the info and trying to sell stuff and, and the specs and all of that stuff, and you can make people feel something by sharing, not selling, but sharing. Hey, here are, do you have this situation in your life? Oh my goodness, look, let me actually show you how this works for that instead of telling you all about how wonderful this product is for these situations. When you share, you make people feel. When you tell stories and put things in context, you make people feel. And anytime you can make someone feel, they're more apt to move to action. And so, you know, when you use that overall in your life, the, the, and the, the, the thing that, that is everything we're really talking about is, the bottom line is there's only one thing all of us have in common. We're human. That's the only thing we have in common. And so anytime you can bring anything to a human standpoint, and that's why things like vulnerability and making mistakes and just being a real person, not worrying what everyone's thinking of you, that's what you need to do to get rid of those things, because those are all the things that make us human. And that's actually what pulls people in closer to you. That's what engages people. That's what makes people look at you and go, they're confident. They're trustworthy. They're believable. All the things that most people are afraid to bring in the mix because we're kind of all putting up this front. Here's what I think I should look like or should sound like. Well, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, good luck standing out. You look and sound like everyone else. Being you and allowing yourself to be human that's the game changer right there. That's really the game changer. So I want to shift gears here a little bit because I don't want to go all life coachy. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, you're great. You know, yeah. you know, do all that affirmational stuff. You know, that uh, that's great. I know a lot of people need them. I find that they don't necessarily work for me. Right. So if you're, I, not, if you're not coupling them with action. Nothing's going to work. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about how, you do this, right? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, just go up, be confident. You're great. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I don't feel it. Right. You know, so how do you, you know, how do you help people then actually achieve that? Like, you know, one of the things, you know, that you can do is, you know, to really think about the, you know, the overall goal of, of why, 
you're going to go and you're going to go up on stage or be on a podcast or, you know, whatever it is. Right. But at the same time, you know, you need to make sure that you are being effective, that you are being memorable, that you are, you know, conveying your message. Mm-hmm. How do you help people through that? Cause I, you know, I have to imagine that, that there are a lot of people, you know, like myself included, you know, that do get that twinge of stage fright, <laughs> you know, every single time, you know, you turn on this camera, you know, and you put a microphone in front of your face. It's like, Oh my God, I got to go do this again. I have to be, you know, I have to be on, you know, like, how do you do that? How do you help people through that process? Yeah. So a, a couple of quick mindset shifts, and then we'll, we'll talk about the one big tip that I want to share today with you is sometimes that mindset shift is huge. Just a little tiny tweak of how you're choosing to look at something can have a huge impact. So for example, if you say public speaking, many people immediately go, oh, don't like it, can't do it. I'm so nervous. I get anxious. I get overwhelmed. I get nervous. I get so many things. I don't like it. I don't do it well. But here's something you don't really think about. Every time you open your mouth every day of your life, you're public speaking. Not only that, you're doing it all ad lib. Your entire life is literally public speaking ad libbed. You don't have a script and you do it every day of your life and you do it perfectly fine. That's sort of what we call conversation mode. But you probably never thought of it as public speaking and completely off script. So when we move to presentation mode, as opposed to conversation mode, the thing that is often so uncomfortable, two things about presentation mode is, one, I have a script that I am telling myself I have to follow. And guess what? Our lives aren't scripted, so we're not comfortable with that. That's one of the most uncomfortable things. What if I forget what I was going to say? What if I forgot what was in my script, how I rehearsed it exactly the same way in the right order? What if someone sneezes and I look and I come back and I can't remember where I was? The having to adhere to a script is part of what's so uncomfortable about public speaking. So if you shift your mindset to go, okay, instead of writing a script, let me actually put this together, what I'm talking about, as more of a conversation with trigger points that I can put on my notes. Here's a word, here's a phrase, here's a a number to remind me what the statistic is. It is so much easier to just talk. So that's one thing. The other thing that becomes really challenging for most people is the, what I call the, what are they gonna think problem. (laughs) And that's not about your script or content. What that's about is what's going on in this six inches of real estate between your ears. That is a dangerous place to be because if you think about it, when I say self-talk voice, I'm guessing everyone knows what I'm talking about. We all have that voice, right? You know what I'm talking about, Jeff? (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, we all have that voice. Young, old, male, female, I don't care if you're the entry-level sales kid or you're the CFO, every human being has that voice. And is that voice usually kind and supportive or is that voice a critical, almost bully sometimes? It is the devil on your shoulder. It is. It's that old cartoon, right? The devil and the angel. And this devil's voice is so much louder and so much more prevalent in our heads that it drowns this one out, right? We can never hear this one. So part of the thing with self-talk is usually we are thinking things that no one else looking at us is thinking. 
we are thinking of a hundred things that we do not like about how we're showing up. We're so nervous. I don't like this. What are they thinking? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get the client? What does that person's face look like? I don't think they like what I'm saying. They're looking at their phone. They're not even paying attention. And we make it all about us. The person might be looking at their phone because they have a sick kid and they're trying to see if grandpa can pick them up at school. It has nothing to do with you, right? Get over yourself. The person with the weird look on their face isn't mad at you. This is just their face when they process information. It has nothing to do with you. We make everything about us. And one of the biggest things to remember when you're communicating, it's never about you, ever. Right. If I'm communicating, it's because there's something you might need to know or something I can share that I know that might help you. What do you need from me? What can I share with you that you may or may not know or how to use it or give you a sounding board or something? Communication is not about me at all. So when we get up on a stage, so to speak, right, or click the, the button on the on the Zoom call, all of that stuff happening is coming from our heads. Because I guarantee nobody is thinking any of those things you're thinking about you, about you. As a matter of fact, most of those people are in their own heads wondering what everyone's thinking about them. Half the time, they don't even know you walked into the room, right? And a quick analogy to, to show how off that is, you know, if, if there were 100 people in a room and we took a picture of everybody and we passed it around, what would every single of those 100 people look at first? They would look at them themselves. Yeah, they'd look at the picture. Yeah, they'd look at themselves. Ninety nine people don't even exist. They're going to look for themselves, and their first thought is going to be, "What's going on with my hair? Why did I wear that shirt? My eye is half closed." We're going to find all kinds of things wrong. Ninety nine people don't even exist, and so our brains naturally go into this mode of, "What will people think?" And the reality is, they're not thinking about that at all. So here's the big tip to help you get out of that. Because if you can shift that and get out of that mode and make that voice in your head your friend, all of a sudden it changes the ball game because you get rid of the bully who's actually not outside of you and staring at you on the stage. The bully is inside your head. So let's get rid of that. So that negative self-talk voice or that devil on the shoulder, right? Here's one of the ways that you can, you can start to get rid of that voice quickly and gain more confidence and bring less stress to you when you're communicating. Give that self-talk voice a name. Now, I wouldn't name it someone you know. I mean, pick a, just pick a random name, right? So I'm going to say um, maybe Judy, okay? We'll call Judy is my self-talk negative voice. What's going to happen is just because I name that voice, I'm going to start to become a little more aware of when Judy's talking. And when Judy starts chiming in, two things are going to start to happen pretty quickly. One, because I've named that voice, it's going to start to separate it from my own. This is now Judy chattering at me and telling me I'm doing stuff wrong, not myself. Because when it's on autopilot, we don't even know it's happening half the time. So now I'm going to recognize that's Judy talking. The other thing I can do is once I've separated Judy's voice, I can start talking back to Judy. I can start questioning Judy. So now when the voice comes in going, oh my goodness, I am totally bombing this. I can have a moment where I think, am I really Judy? As a matter of fact, I know my stuff. 
I'm sharing this stuff. People are asking questions. They seem engaged. Judy, I think you're full of it. I don't think you're telling me the truth. And even if so, who cares? I'm just going to do what I need to do in the moment. So we can tell Judy to sit down and, and can it. We can tell Judy, hey, you might have a valid point, but I don't have time right now to deal with this. Let's talk about this later. We can start to talk back to Judy and either validate or invalidate what she's saying. And that's huge because when it's just us on autopilot, we believe everything we think. And it's really dangerous to believe everything you think. If you can take a moment and say, is that even true? No, that's not true at all. Or it's true and we're working on that. You've ended Judy's conversation. There's nowhere else for Judy to go. So the other thing that does is in your head, it makes you, for a lot of people, the very first time, start to stand up for yourself in your own head. Because I'm not just buying what Judy's selling. I'm questioning Judy. I'm seeing if Judy's actually telling me the truth or if she's lying to me. And what happens is that positive voice, that stronger voice, that more confidence voice that doesn't, Judy questions me and fills me with self-doubt, that other voice that questions Judy builds up my, my self-confidence and my self-esteem because I'm going, no, nope, not buying it or you're wrong. So by naming that self-talk voice, it helps you to build that confidence up and lower the stress because the quieter Judy's voice gets and the louder this voice gets, all of a sudden you realize that your stress levels have gone from here to here because Judy's not always poking the bear. Judy pokes and you're like, sit down. And Judy sits down and now I can do what I need to do in the moment. And the more you do that, the more it becomes a habit. And over time, the easier it gets to the point where that now becomes the loudest voice in your head. So that you step on stage and you're like, hey, it's not about me. What do they need from me? Let me share it with them. So can it be said, so let's talk about Judy for a minute. So can it be said that maybe Judy, you know, like may have a point, mm -hmm. right? You know, you, you, maybe you're not doing the best presentation you could be doing. Maybe you didn't have all of your materials organized the best way that makes it you know, the most understandable. And so maybe some of that self-doubt is there and it's viable and it's, and it's also actionable. At what point do you really just push that all to the side and just plow through? And at what point do you're like, Hey, wait a second, you know, maybe, she, maybe Jody has a point, you know, how does that work? It's a great question. And the reality is, so part of it is the validating and invalidating it. Because a lot of times, if you start to become really aware of what you say to yourself in your head, and, and here's a, here's a, you can do this. Here's an actionable thing for your listeners, Jeff. Start to become aware of what you say in your own head. And, and start to listen to that conversation or that script. And there are some things that if you stop and think about it, are so off from reality. They are just garbage thoughts. So sometimes it's quite obvious when you actually start paying attention and become aware of what that is. So those are things just take the trash out, right? Some things truly, it might be, whoa, you are so not prepared for this today. And if that's the truth, I'm just gonna acknowledge the truth. You know what? Yep, we could have been a lot better prepared. But the key here is, Judy's not going to take over and snowball it and start going, yeah, so you're going to blow it. You're not even going to get this job. You're not going to get the gig because it's if there's one thought with Judy and I don't take over with the other voice, Judy's going to go until I feel defeated. 
And that's never going to help me trying to communicate anything because that's all going to come out in behavior. But if I acknowledge Judy and say, you do have a valid point, of course, yeah, we could have been a lot more prepared. Whoa. However, I am prepared as I am, right? Here's that human part. I can bring into the mix the fact that I don't have the answer to that question, but I know where to get it for you. Give me 10 minutes after this meeting and I'll have that for you. I'm allowed to say things like, I don't know, but I'm a great resource and I can go get it for you. You don't have to be afraid to say that. That's that human thing again. I don't know. That's one of the most confident things to say, but I can get it for you. So you can also walk in and, and if it's the truth, whoa, you know what? Joe was supposed to talk to you about this this morning. I was told two hours ago that Joe isn't available and I'm going to come in. So I'm going to come right out right at the beginning. I am probably not as prepared with everything you want to discuss today. I know a lot about this. Let's talk about it. Know that if there's something you need from me, I'll get it to you as soon as we're out of this meeting. Could I start the meeting that way if I know that there's a legit reason I'm not prepared? So the idea here is Judy can bring in some valid points sometimes. However, Judy is never going to take over. Judy is going to become someone who points things out. That's it. Once she points things out, I'm going to take over and decide, is there something I need to do with that or not? Is it valid or not? Is it going to serve me in this moment or not? And if it's real, so what are my options? And one of the options is to be human and acknowledge that stuff up front, right? If I don't know a question, I can always open it to the group too. Wow, <laughs> what a great question that is. What are your thoughts? Who else here has experienced this? Yeah, exactly. So th the idea is that self-talk voice can paralyze us because if it's only telling you negative things, it's going to get in the way. And when it gets in the way, you're not going to remember how you were going to talk about something. If you have things that you've, you, you wanted to present a certain way, you're not going to remember. You're going to be nervous. It's going to constantly fill you with doubt, no matter how good you are or how often you've practiced. That voice will consistently question your ability to go out and do this well. And so when you quiet that voice down, all of a sudden, the stress levels come from here to here, even if they come down a tiny bit. That's huge because everything can be done better when you're relaxed. So little things like that can make a huge difference. That self-talk voice, start to talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend because we would never say things we'd say to ourselves to a friend. Talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend in every situation and you will be amazed at how much the stress, the anxiety, the nerves, the overwhelm start to go into a context where it can bring you down to where you can now show up and do what you need to do well. I love it. Thank you. That is such actionable advice. You know, that's really something that you can really take and just, okay, this is what I got to work on today. You know, and even if it's just, you know, getting out a journal and just saying, hey, Jody, will you please shut the F up? You, right. know? And, right. you know, and just start with that. And, you know, and, you know, and then you can work on it from there because, you know, like when you, you know, like you said, you know, so when someone's poking the bear, you get nervous, you get flustered and it can really sap, can really sap your confidence and it can be a big time waster as well. So I love that advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. My pleasure. Again, thanks for the invite to share it. Robin, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about what it is that you do and how they can reach out to you directly? 
Absolutely. Thank you for that. Definitely, Jeff. Uh, so you see my website is on the screen there, robinjsacks.com. Or if you just Google Robin Sachs, you'll see a bunch of my stuff come up. Um, if you go to my website, you can sign up for a free course. I don't spam you or do anything else. I might send you an occasional thing to say, hey, here's a tip or something little like that. But there's a free video course all about confidence that, that is a, a quick, nice thing, a few short videos, easy to digest anywhere you are. You, there are also a bunch of free videos. There's a blog with tons of free articles and things on it. So you can do that. I'm also on LinkedIn pretty much daily. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So feel free, follow me there. I, again, share constant tools, tips, things like that. Uh, my philosophy very much is if you want, you know, in business, if you want to show someone you can help them. Don't tell them buy your course so you can help them. Go ahead and just help them. Because if you just go ahead and help them when they need or want more, they're going to be more apt to come to you because you helped them in the moment for that. So tons of videos, tons of stuff I share on there uh, to do all the stuff that I've been talking about. And feel free either on LinkedIn or the website. Uh, if you are looking for a coach or consultant, either with confidence or public speaking for yourself or your, your company, anything like that, feel free, reach out. I'd love to have a chat with you and see if I can help. What a great mission. Thank you so much for sharing that. This has been a lot of fun. I really like the idea of really digging in and figuring out like, okay, this is the one thing that is holding me back from doing more public speaking, doing more lives, presenting more things like that. And it's so actionable that you can actually go and just say, all right, I'm just going to kick Judy's ass and move it to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Ditch. Time to break up with Judy. Judy's not helping you. <laughs> Just break up, kick her right off the bus. It's okay to do. And, you know, that's all about, again, start to become aware of what the conversation is in your own head and then begin to manage the conversation. If you're rereading the same chapter over and over and over, turn the page and write a new chapter. Rewrite the script in your own head because Judy or not, it's all you. So take control. That's your superpower. Robin, thank you so much for joining me today. Jeez, I messed up the name. Thank you, so much for, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been great advice and just thank you for doing what you do. You got it. My pleasure. And you didn't mess up the name because, you know, Karen is probably my self-talk voice. So you were talking to her. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too, Jeff. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.